Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, brought to you by Ceres. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Institutional investors from around the world joined Ceres last August in launching the Valuing Water Finance Initiative, a new effort to engage 72 companies with a high water footprint to value and act on water as a financial risk and drive the necessary large-scale change to better protect water systems. Kirsten James, Senior Program Director of Water at Ceres, is my guest for this episode of the Sustainable Finance Podcast. James joins us to discuss this investor-led initiative aimed at moving companies to respond to the global water crisis. Signatories to this initiative include financial institutions, such as pension funds, mainstream asset owners, and socially responsible investors. But before we start, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. I'm thrilled to talk about the important work Ceres is doing. Ceres is a nonprofit organization working with the most influential capital market leaders to solve the world's greatest sustainability challenges. Through their powerful networks and global collaborations of investors, companies, and nonprofits, Ceres drives action and inspires equitable, market-based, and policy solutions throughout the economy. To learn more, go to series.org slash podcast. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash podcast. At Ceres, sustainability is the bottom line. Hello, Kirsten, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. We're very glad you could join us. This is our fourth program, our fourth podcast program with Ceres as our sponsoring organization. And we're very happy to be talking about water, my favorite subject of all sustainability subjects. It's my footer on my email address. So, <laughs> Kirsten. <Right> here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been tracking it for over 20 years. So, you can help us, though, by telling us why should the private sector and financial institutions be concerned about water? Well, to put it very simply, there is no business that can survive without water. So right now, every industry across the globe is experiencing firsthand the impacts of the growing water crisis, which, of course, is then compounded by the climate crisis. So, you know, just to illustrate this a little bit, farmers in California, where I am based, are following thousands of acres of fruit and nut trees because there aren't sufficient water supplies. Then turning to Asia, we're seeing droughts that are leading to global chip shortages. And from Malaysia to Germany, we're seeing flash floods that are halting auto plant production. And then on top of all of this, the competition that's being created uh, between industry for water resources and with competition among agricultural suppliers and communities, we're really seeing that the uh, humanitarian crisis is really accelerating as well. So, you know, the data points around this are really staggering. Scientists are predicting that by 2030, global water demand will exceed supply by 56%. Mm, and wow. then, yeah, it's it's incredible. And then, you know, the humanity crisis um, is also pretty staggering, despite the UN calling for 
you know, water and sanitation and declaring that that is a human right. We're seeing that over 2.1 billion people don't have access to safe drinking water. So pretty mind-blowing statistics. Um, And, you know, as these examples really illustrate, there are deep financial and business implications to this ongoing crisis. Uh, In fact, a few years back, Ceres conducted an analysis that found more than 50% of the companies listed on the S&P 500 and other prominent indices are exposed to medium or high water risks. Um, And it goes beyond just, you know, what you think of with, you know, agriculture and, and the water implications there, but we're seeing these risks really affecting a diverse group of sectors, including mining and utilities and technology, consumer staples and energy production. So it's really reaching, you know, throughout uh, industry. Um, You know, earlier this year, just to really have this hit home, Ceres produced a few financial materiality briefs, and we found that the cost of addressing harmful water impacts in the apparel and packaged meat sectors could top 1.8 billion annually and lead to a change in company valuation of up to negative 47%. But despite all of these staggering statistics and the clear financial implications, many of the world's largest institutional investors are really unaware of the widespread existing and emerging impacts of corporate practices on fresh water and the systemic financial risk. So we as a society, as an economy, can't afford to ignore this any longer. No, I think you're absolutely right. It's it's long overdue in this type with this type of focus. Uh, and I, I don't think that a lot of people understand uh, because we are supposedly the water planet, right? Whereas really only about 3% of the Earth's water is fresh water. The rest of it is all ocean and salt water and et cetera. And that is in itself a staggering statement to make at the global scale. So I'm really excited about the work that Ceres is doing in this area, bringing attention to it, and especially bringing focus to the way corporations are involved in this process as day-to-day business metrics that they need to take really good care of. Now, what has been Ceres' work effort related to water, and how did it lead to the Valuing Water Finance Initiative, which, by the way, whatever materials you can supply us with to attach to this podcast program, we want to make available to our, our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, a lot of the listeners probably are familiar with some of Ceres' work on climate, but Ceres has actually worked uh, with the private sector and and mobilizing action around the global water crisis for over a decade. Um, So about seven years ago, actually, we formed a working group that we called the Investor Water Hub, and this grew to about 150 investors. And within this group, we were focused on increasing water risk integration into investment decision-making and really developing resources such as one um, called our Investor Water Toolkit 
to help investors really understand water risk within their portfolios and then importantly act on that understanding and that risk. Um, and so you can find that resource on our website and we hope listeners will take a look at that. Um, but this work and you know the momentum of investor engagement initiatives like Climate Action 100 Plus, for example, really helped set the stage for the Valley Water Finance Initiative because we recognize that the water crisis is really playing out at a dizzying pace and recognize that we all need to raise our ambition. So with that recognition, we took things to the next step and we um, really surveyed different investors on where there was still a need for additional research um, and tools before we could really launch an effective engagement around water. And so we took the time, we developed some of that foundational thought leadership to really further flush out the business and scientific case for action. So again, another resource that hopefully your listeners um, will take a look at is our global assessment of private sector impacts on water. And this is a deep dive into how certain industries are threatening our water resources and how climate change really acts as a threat multiplier. So then with all of these foundational pieces in hand, Ceres was then able to launch the Valley and Water Finance Initiative in partnership with the government of the Netherlands with 64 investor signatories in our founding group of signatories and representing 9.8 trillion um, in assets under management. And this group continues to grow in strength. Um, and so, you know, really this is an innovative effort to move water to the forefront of corporate risk management and investor signatories will lead the effort engaging with 72 companies that have a high water footprint and really working with them to ensure they're appropriately valuing and then acting on water as a financial risk. Um, and it is important to note that in companies' inclusion on the Valley Water Finance Initiative focus list is not related to their water stewardship performance, but rather its presence within a water intensive sector. And those that we are focusing on are the food sector, the beverage sector, apparel, and then high tech. And so these are companies that all play an important role in addressing water risks and also the opportunities. And these companies are at different stages of their water journey, but they all have the potential to better steward uh, the freshwater resources within their operations and supply chain and help us drive this global change that really is critical. That's fascinating. And I'm very curious as to why the government of Netherlands was chosen as the partner for this initiative. Can you give us a little inside information on that? Yeah, well, the government of the Netherlands was part of the UN's high-level panel on water and developed, um, you know, out of that, the Valleying Water Initiative. So it was definitely a strategic partnership where they were, you know, prioritizing, um, you know, better valuing water across society, across the economy. And um, so we joined them on their finance journey. So it was a really strategic and aligned partnership. Great. Well, thanks a lot for that additional information, Kirsten. And tell our listeners now about the initiative's set of six science-based 
actionable corporate expectations for valuing water, which are aligned with the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. Goal number six is for water. Yeah. So when we were first um, scoping the Valuing Water Finance Initiative, as I mentioned before, we we spoke with a lot of our investor partners to better understand, you know, what tools were missing um, for them to effectively engage with companies on water. And a common thread that we often heard was that we were missing a clear, concise framework or sort of North Star, so to speak, similar to what we have on the climate side with, you know, for example, holding to 1.5 degrees C. So the corporate expectations are looking to fill that missing piece. So they provide a framework of ambitions for companies in terms of mitigating water risk and acting as responsible stewards to protect water resources in both their business operations and their global supply chains. So importantly, um, as we develop these, uh, we wanted to ensure that they aligned with the UN's 2030 Sustainable Development Goals related to water. And they really also... Uh, purposefully focus on the full suite of water-related issues, outlining clear steps within each of these issues for companies to um, reach greater ambition on. So they're in six broad categories around water quantity, water quality, ecosystem protection, access to water and sanitation, board oversight, and public policy engagement. Um, and, you know, really importantly, something I want to emphasize is that the corporate expectations were really informed by strong science and best practice in corporate water stewardship. Um, we drew from the global assessment of private sector impacts report that I mentioned a little earlier um, to make sure that these were really founded in strong science. We also worked with various stakeholder groups, including um, groups of NGOs in the water stewardship space to feed into them and make sure they were really aligned with best practice in the field. So now we hope that investors have this sort of important tool that was missing previously to help ensure that their engagements with companies actually achieve that impact that we all are looking for. Okay, that's great. So you're making good progress. And again, we're going to attach links to the program that people can use to do more research on their own. Right now, let's talk about how investor signatories in the Valuing Water Finance Initiative are going to mobilize companies to improve their water stewardship. Yeah, so, you know, of course, as mentioned, you know, all of this work is really guided by those science-based actionable corporate expectations for valuing water. So really using those as that framework, a team of investors will work with a focusless company to help mobilize them to accelerate action on a range of goals um, within those six expectations. So, you know, things like managing sustainable water use, eliminating pollution, taking collective action to manage scarce water resources, um, adopting good governance practice practices, for example. So Ceres will, um, you know, work with the investors to track the company progress um, by using a benchmark. And this is a tool that Ceres has used for many years to really track progress. So we'll be reviewing all of the public disclosures and assessing how companies 
are doing um, as you know they relate to the corporate expectations for valuing water and you know where are there um, gaps um, you know where are companies on the right track and so this benchmark will um, really feed into and inform the investor dialogues and engagements with companies um, and then you know investors may also um, decide to pursue other tactics in addition to dialogues with companies. So they may um, pursue shareholder resolutions, for example, to further mobilize companies to action. Um, but importantly, through all of this, you know, the investors will really be meeting companies where they are on their journey. It's not a one size fits all for each company. Um, so, but really with that underlying understanding that we need all hands on deck as we look towards solutions to this crisis. Um, and so really, um, you know, bringing together those, those companies that really can help us make inroads um, to these issues. So, you know, we hope that even the companies who are really seen as leaders in this space now will help us look beyond just the fence line and really see as an opportunity, um, you know, through the Valley Water Initiative to really lift all boats um, and ensure that we all have sustainable water supplies um, moving forward. That's great. So now we've laid the groundwork in our discussion for all of the big issues. Uh, let's get down to what kind of data analysis and metrics measurement will your team at Ceres and the companies you're working with use to support investor engagement with the 72 corporate water users? Yeah, so data will be used in a number of ways to inform the engagements. So first, series water experts will be drawing from public disclosures from companies to really understand where companies are in relation to the corporate expectations for valuing water and where gaps exist. So as mentioned, you know, this information will be provided to the investors so that they can decide a strategic focus for companies company engagements in order to really maximize that impact. Um, you know, also, as mentioned before, we'll continue to track the public disclosures to understand how the companies are progressing on these topics over time. And, you know, investors are just in the beginning stages of, of these engagements. We just launched back in August. Um, but series water experts will really be working closely with investors throughout the process to provide research and data as needed. Um, ultimately, you know, this data and research-driven approach will lead to greater impact. That's great, Kirsten. Now, uh, I'm certainly um, uh, looking forward to hearing uh, more about this initiative down the road. Uh, and with all uh, good uh, intentions, we expect to be working with Ceres for a long time as a sponsor of our program. Tell us where online our listeners can go to learn more about the Valuing Water Finance Initiative at Ceres, and how can they get in touch with you regarding the issues that we've discussed in today's podcast episode? Yeah, well, lis listeners can visit our website at series.org slash water to find more about the Valley Water Finance Initiative and also the different tools and reports that I mentioned. Or listeners can feel free to reach out to, to me and my colleagues via email at info at series.org. Okay. Well, thanks again to Kirsten James, Senior Program Director of Water at Series, and to our sponsor, 
the series accelerator for sustainable capital markets. The series accelerator is a center of excellence within series that aims to transform the practices and policies that govern capital markets to reduce the worst financial impacts of the climate crisis. For more information, go to series.org slash accelerator. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org slash accelerator. And to our listeners, join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thank you.